Hello, welcome to Coffee and Conversation, our weekly podcast from the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte County Unified School District. In the time it takes to have a cup of coffee with a friend and have a conversation, uh, we're going to dive into some topics that are important to um, our community and to our families. And today we're really going to be talking about technology and how we're starting distance learning. Um, and for those of you listening to the podcast uh, today or over the weekend, this kicks off on Monday, August 31st. So uh, joining me today is uh, Ryan Botten. And so, Ryan, you've been on here a lot. We've talked about uh, technology and your role as director. Um, wow, this has been kind of a wild ride. You, you're, that's, you know, huge understatement, right? <laughs> uh, wild ride. Yeah. Uh, I've been saying a lot today, you know, we're, we've been flat out, my team and... Um, you know, I was just talking to you before this podcast started, you know, I, I stepped away from my desk for, for about 15 minutes to go have a meeting and I came back and there had been uh, in a 15 minute window today, we we had 10 missed calls on our, our internal IT support line and and six on our family IT support line. And um, and that was with people answering phones still. So that's just the the volume is it's significant right now. It's a significant amount of uh, tech support volume needs. Now, it, well, and it's and it's crazy, right? So you know, as we kind of look at Monday, the one thing we know today is that we're about 450 devices, give or take, short to be able to open with every child with the device on Monday. And that's everything from um, kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, but that's not through lack of trying. No, it's not. And that's that's the tough piece here is that, um, man, we've been trying. Uh, we've been trying since March. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the reality here is, is we we weren't blind to this fact that, you know, if you look at our overall numbers of, of student enrollment versus devices, we, we were going to be short. Um, so we placed orders. We placed orders in March. We placed orders in April um, over over 300 devices. Um, we knew they wouldn't be here for a while. Um, and then we got half of them a couple of weeks ago. And the other half, unfortunately, uh, are lost in shipping, if you can believe that. And it, it sounds made up. And I, I assure you, it is not. Um <laughs> Uh, working closely with HP and the vendor we purchased these from. Um, and that's just a, an order of, of 300. We we additionally ordered 760, um, which was everything that was actually, you know, quote, in stock available right. that was going to be here by the end of August. So basically by, by today. Um, and unfortunately, those devices have yet to arrive, um, which is just it's just the boat we're in right now. Yeah, well. And it's not unique to us either. I mean, no, this is no. this is a global supply chain issue. Absolutely, yeah. Um, man, I could I could share the email chains and the threads uh, if you you know you'd like to cry your eyes out. But yeah, everybody is. And and on my my IT director listservs and the user groups that I'm part of, this is the constant refrain: Does anybody have devices? What do you have? What are you doing with maybe some old stuff? Does anybody have anything I can beg, borrow, steal? Um, it's really unfortunate. We've been kind of holding our breath for some of these orders and uh, they just haven't shown up yet. Well, and, and, you know, and it's not just this. I mean, as we're as we're talking about these devices and they have to come in, I mean, so remind everybody again, this is you and how many people putting these things together? Well, you can't count me. I, I don't count, you know, um, <laughs> the real work is done by five amazing individuals, uh, you know, Tom, Dan, Kyle, Gavin, and Jeremy, you know, Jeremy has been here for all of two weeks. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's five, it's a team of five. And, and at this point, how many devices have we been able to get into the hands of students? 
pretty much everything we have. So it's, you know, a, approximately the 2200 or so that we had checked out in the the spring in crisis learning right. and then plus whatever else we didn't have you know i don't have the exact numbers in front of me but you know well well over 2000 are out and, and still going right now i know there's sites right now this second handing out a device so if we know that we're maybe four to five hundred still in the hole that means by the time school starts on monday we may see 33,000, 3100 that have been pushed out to students yeah and so that's those you know, which is why we ordered that, that 760, you right. know, which was kind of everything we could get our hands on. Well, well, so let's be clear though, not just 760, 760 plus the 300 we had before that. Correct. Plus we got another grant from Frontier that we'll be, we'll be letting folks know a little bit more about later, but that was another 200. So really we've ordered somewhere in the neighborhood of, at this point of 1200 to 1300 devices. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're throwing out a lot of numbers here. Um, you know, and that equates to some dollars as well, but there's a need right now, you know, right. and uh, that's the, that's the tough sell is that, um, I really feel like we've done everything we could and, and then some to get these here. And we just, I mean, honestly, I just feel awful that they're not, not in the hands of our students yet. Um, and, and that's with us postponing school for a week. Yep. Yep. Right. And I mean, that, that was one of the things I said at the board meeting was we need all the time that we can to get these devices out into the hands of students prior to starting school. And um, everybody said they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. But even with a week's postponement, we're still roughly 900 devices short. I mean, short of what we've ordered. Yes, short of what we've ordered. Yep, absolutely. You know, and yeah, and it's the shipping thing. Even those those 200 that you just alluded to from the the California Emergency Technology Fund via via Frontier, one of our service providers. You know, we had shipping confirmation two weeks ago that they were going to show up Friday the 21st, and then it was crickets. And crickets, and I couldn't get an answer. And then they showed up yesterday at right. like 4.30 p.m. out of nowhere. No, no reason, no not. They, they just showed up. The 27th, six days after they were supposed six to be here. Six days after they were supposed to be here, yeah. yeah. Well, so, you know, I think the one thing to stress, though, is we have that plan. When these when these computers roll in, uh, by and large, they're pre-configured. They're ready to go out of the box. Basically, we just have to turn them on, connect them to our system, and then get them issued to kids. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we've been working with all of our sites and our principals very closely. Um, if you've if you're in that position right now um, as a parent or a student um, that wasn't able to get a device, you're on a wait list. We have your name. We have your contact information. We know who you are, and you are our priority. Um, as soon as we have them, they're going to be in your hands. But in the meantime, though. The- I think one of the misperceptions that's out there is they have to have a Chromebook or they have to have an iPad to log on, but that's not true. I mean, it's really any digital device that will allow them to connect to the internet. Absolutely. Um, you know, even if that is a, an old, an old, you know, Amazon fire tablet or something else that you've got kicking around in, in the closet or at home, um, anything really that can connect to the internet you can get on a zoom call you can you can do some google docs you can take part and engage with your teacher um and the extra piece here i want to bring up is that we talk about zoom a lot and and video conferencing and obviously that requires you know an internet connection but i want to make sure everybody understands that with our zoom account we are able to also have a phone number associated with every single zoom meeting that's scheduled so even if you have no internet connectivity, 
even if you have no device right now, if you have a phone, a landline phone, and you're able to make calls, you can call in toll free to any one of our uh, teacher Zoom meetings and take part as a call in listener. So there, there is still a way to engage and, and take part in education. Right. And when we talk about any phone, we're talking about any phone. It can be one of those old black rotary phones <laughs> that my grandmother used to have. Hey, I, I had one and I'm not too old yet, but I grew up with one. And I remember being so excited when we got like a 20 foot cord, you know, so we could walk around the house a little further. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. So, um, you know, so I think that's really important because uh, most of our kids, you know, and I'm thinking older kids, but, but also families, I see families walking through the grocery store that have an iPhone that, that the, that the child in the cart is playing with, or, or I see, um, students walking around, you know, on Snapchat or, or whatever they're doing with them. If they have those and they're somewhere with an internet connection, they can access zoom. And, and just so that everybody knows those zoom, uh, apps that you have to download, they're, they're free. And you can get those on uh, the Google Play. You can get those on iTunes. You can get those anywhere or the Apple App Store yeah, or whatever wherever, that is. wherever apps are found. <laughs> but, and, and, and two, you know, the one thing that we always encourage our students is with their Gmail, with their, with their student um, uh, Google account, they also have calendar. So another really, really easy thing again on those phones is to be able to access that Google calendar. So once they've downloaded that, that particular zoom meeting or that particular phone, well, what's that meeting? And once they put the meeting on their calendar, then they can access the phone number and they can access the direct zoom link. And it's already there. They don't have to look for it every day. Right. Yeah. It's right there on your calendar. You'll get a notification, a reminder, um, it seems like we live in our, our calendars and our Zoom invites these days, but uh, there's no reason our students can't do that right alongside of us. Well, and I think the other important part is too, parents can get those same reminders. So when when your calendar when your uh, when your alarm goes off, you can look at your child and say, "Hey, you've got 10 minutes before this before this next class starts." And I think those are some um, potentially some huge helps for families because I know that one of the things we've talked a lot about with families is how do we set those schedules and how do we help our kids when it's time to get on and things like that. Um, and again, you don't have to be sitting in front of the only family computer that you have or, or sitting by your child on a device. You can also put this, you can put a Google calendar, even if you don't, you of course don't have a Del Norte account as a, as a parent, but, um, on your own device, you can create that same Gmail piece. You can put the same notification on there so that it rings when it's time for, um, for your child's class to start. So, so just to kind of recap, I mean, we're about halfway in today, but we have devices coming. Um, you can use almost any device to get onto zoom uh, just download the app and, and you're good to go at that point. Use Google Calendar. Encourage your child to use Google Calendar to, to get those on there because that'll help with uh, scheduling and everything else. But now let's talk Internet because right. we need right. Internet to access all this stuff, right? Yep. So um, those of you last year who who kind of felt the challenge, um, we do have Internet locally. We've got high-speed Internet. We have uh, Frontier. We have Spectrum. Um some people may have um, uh, satellite internet. Uh, last year, Ryan and his crew also put some access points out in our parking lot to kind of broaden that that Wi-Fi access. Um, so where are we this year, Ryan? 
So the ones that we had in the spring in, in crisis learning were, were really just a trial loaner, right? So those had to go back over the summer. Um, but what we did do is we immediately purchased, and again, um, it's kind of sound like a broken record here, but we immediately purchased um, permanent new um, outdoor access points to, to keep at our school sites so that our parking lots would always be um, covered. The last bit of that equipment, some of it arrived this week on Tuesday, and the last bit are supposed to arrive, I believe, Wednesday of next week. So we'll be we'll be burning the midnight oil um, next late next week and in through next weekend to get those installed. So very, very shortly, um, I would like to say in the next 10 to 14 days, again, assuming that the devices uh, show up, um, we'll get those installed and then we'll be, you know, breaking down our walls basically and broadening our wireless coverage back into those parking lots again. And I still, I know that for some families, that's still not enough. No, it's not. Right? And we, we totally recognize that. And so um, we'll direct people to our, our families page on our, you know, www.dnusd.org slash families, or just click the families tab across the top right there on the page. Um, it's down there under the, right under the tech support section, right across the top. There's not only a 1-800 number to call, but some, but some links to find discounted and at some point free um, internet resources that depending on your address and your zip code and where you live in the county are are available to you um, with some of the providers that Jeff talked about like Frontier and and like Spectrum. Well, and and again, I've got to give you and your guys a big big round of applause because um, a lot of you may not know, but when this kind of got laid on us, basically what the law says is that we have to provide access to the internet to the extent that we're available. Um, if you live in an outlying area, if you live um, um, someplace else where because the redwoods are in the way or whatever, I mean, I don't live that far out of town, but I've got big trees around my house and yep. I don't get things right. Um, but if that's the case, then we've been told do as much as you can, but that is what it is. And there's been really no, there's been some additional funds for for just responding to COVID, but we don't have the ability, we don't have the legal authority or anything else to to drive internet into homes. Yeah, and, and gosh, we feel terrible about it. But I, I do want to ask everybody that if you're if you're in that position where, for whatever reason, um, whether it's cost or living arrangement or just big, simple access, just simple access, like you your neighbors have it, but Frontier or Charter or whoever your neighborhood provider is says, oh, we can't bring it to your house because we, we'd have to trench across the road. And we're not going to do that. Right. We're really, really asking you. Um, we've got a shared spreadsheet. Um, again, we've got we're collecting this data. So reach out to your school sites. Um, all the site um, clerical and secretarial support are tracking that data and getting it to me and my team. Mm-hmm. And I'm working with those service providers directly because we spend a lot of money with them. And to be quite frank, I mean, we have high speed internet in our, inside of our walls, but that does cost some dollars. So we're a pretty good customer, I think, for Frontier and, and for Spectrum. And honestly, they're great to work with as well. I, I have no no complaints. Um, but that being said, if there's some sway we can put on them, um, we're going to do that to try to bridge that gap and put some pressure. Say, hey, this is the situation. This is a this is a global pandemic. And, you know, this is affecting our kids' education. Um, what can you do for us? Right. Well, and, and we're also helping on some other fronts, too. We are... Um Lately, I've been kind of pushing with legislation um, regarding providing additional supports. Uh, again, most folks don't know we're we're considered by the federal government to be a frontier region, right? 
We're so far out of service areas that we are frontier. Even further than rural. That's it's right. It's actually a different categorization. So, yes. yeah. The the last frontier in yeah. California. But but um, we're frontier on that front. Um, but even as late as just, I don't know, maybe 30, 45 minutes ago, um, I was texting back and forth with the um, assistant superintendent for the California Department of Education. And we were just talking about connectivity. We were talking about the problem with devices um, because, you know, again, a lot of effort gets put into by the state gets put into what happens in Los Angeles and San Francisco and Fresno and Bakersfield. But they forget that when they talk about Northern California, it doesn't stop at Alameda. Right. Right. There's six more hours on the road. Yeah. And I assure you, we, we fight for you. You know, um, we fight for our students. We, we are active. Uh, Mr. Harris, myself, the other administrators are active in our groups and saying, hey, remember us up here. You know, we're, we're important, too. You know, our students are just as important as those that are, are in a city um, in, a, in a, a, a dense urban area. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, and uh, quite honestly, they do forget about us, but we won't, we won't go there. That, yep, we won't digress too <laughs> much further. That's a different podcast. But um, so, you know what, what I would really encourage everybody to do is if you are struggling with the internet piece, um, if it's a cost piece or if it is just really that physical access, let us know, let, let your school know, they'll put your name on the list and then we'll do whatever we can to work with the providers to do as much as we can. Now, there are some other options that we're looking at too. Um, we are there, trust us at this point, like Ryan said earlier, he had a bunch of missed phone calls, even though they've been answering them. We get literally dozens of emails a day with some legit type things and some things that aren't so legitimate with people trying to, to sell us solutions, but we're wading through all of those to find what will work for our students. Yeah. I guess that's really a key. You know, we're not taking anything off the table, whether that's, um, you know, like I said, broadening our walls or, you know, we're exploring putting up our own private LTE network, you know, mm -hmm. which is obviously a whole nother game in town. You know, it's a pretty big adventure, but we're absolutely exploring that, um, you know, all the way down to, you know, hotspots. And again, you get into the rural areas and sure in Crescent City, cell service is pretty strong, you know, in, in Crescent City proper, but that's not generally where we're experiencing our internet connectivity issues. It's in those outlying areas where, a hotspot may not really do the do the job. Yeah. It might make a phone yeah. call, but as far as transferring data, especially when you think about the bandwidth requirements of, you know, a video call or, you know, even just watching video, it's it's a it's a different it's a different requirement and, you know, low speed cellular data isn't going to cut it. Well, and for people going, well, I wonder why not, or what does this look like? You know, what I always revert back to when I describe this to people is you know, I'm fortunate to have charter. Sometimes we're getting up to 70, 80 megs, you know, blasting through. But when the internet goes down or when our power goes out, um, I get nothing, right? right? I, I have no data at all. I've got one bar, barely enough to make a phone call. And if I step out of my house to make the phone call, I lose the signal. Right. Um, and and I, like I said, I'm not too far from the district office, right? So when you start getting into the Glen, when you start getting up into the hills behind mountain school, when you start getting into some of the other areas in our County, we are the largest landmass district in the state of California. Um, it's really easy. I mean, it, it's easy to lose those signals, but we want to help. So I, the, the, the real takeaway here is if you don't have internet, let us know because each 
situation is going to be just a hair different. Yeah. And we need to know those situations um, because, again, we're having those discussions um, locally with our providers at the state level, with our providers and, and even all the way up to like legislature. You mm-hmm. know, we need those those stories. They make a difference. Um, you know, technology is ones and zeros. Right. But at the back of the ones and zeros are people. And, um, you know, we, we know that. And I guess to that end, please keep calling. Um, we have that family support hotline. Um, which you can find on our family resources page. But again, for those of you who don't know it yet, that's 464-7005. And that line is dedicated to helping parents with tech issues at home with their students. Students can call in. Um, I know we're going a little bit long here, but one of my guys said to me this morning as he came in, man, I had the greatest call with this little second grade girl. You know, she was, he said, you know, she was a lot more tech savvy than a lot of the adults we talked to. And I said, yeah, that, that sounds about right. But we, we love taking those calls. We love being able to help out students directly with their password resets or whatever they need. So again, please call us. That's what we're here for. Um, really any tech question, we'll do our best to, to provide that answer. And that number again, 464-7005. And we're also looking at, at least for the short term, boosting your support, right? So, so bringing somebody else or a couple of other people on board to really be able to answer these questions. Because like you said, last year we pushed out about 2,200 devices, give or take. Um, this year we're looking at pushing out ultimately whenever they show up, um, 3,600 devices that that we're going to need to support out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't hesitate to call 464 7005. And then the last thing I really want to talk about too is, you know, we do have some students out there who um, may have access to tech, but no matter what we do, are not going to have access to internet um, for that live daily interaction. So one of the things that we'll be doing is working with site principals to get um, um, one of one of our principals today called it a zip drive. Ryan said, welcome to 1994. I did. I did say that. <laughs> um, but getting thumb drives out that, that are um, populated with some of the work that's going on in some of the classrooms um, so that the students can have that same experience of working in that um, uh, digital environment uh, and then be able to return work that way as well along with ultimately after September 14th, when we start bringing students back on campus in small cohorts, we may have workspaces available at our schools where students without internet can come and they can sit and during their uh, daily live interaction uh, or even during some of that asynchronous work, that, that offline work, they can sit there and access the internet. So just watch, watch for those emails, um, listen for those announcements, look for those all calls that may come from your school sites uh, or from the district office. Um, if you do see that you're getting information or you're getting calls from the district, don't ignore the call. We are not going to call unless it's important. And don't block us. Yeah, don't block us. <laughs> don't call us spam. We're not spam. We're really, you know... Mr. Hawkins, our director of communications, you know, just just doing a great job and getting that crucial information out alongside our principals, you know, at the site level. So, um, yeah, please listen. When we're calling, it means that we need to get some crucial information out to you. Yeah. So with that, we want to thank everybody for taking time to uh, to chat with us today. Um, Ryan, thank you again for everything that you and your guys are doing. And uh, again, just really engage, tune in to the Monday updates, the Wednesday webinars, listen to these Friday podcasts. Um, we'll be moving to some evening uh, type of support events for 
parents and families. So um, log into the school or log into the district website, rather www.dnusd.org. And remember school starts Monday. If you don't have a device, uh, we'll be getting information out to you either later today. Again, this is Friday the 28th. We'll be getting information out later today or early this weekend so that you know how to engage with your child in, in school on Monday. So thank you all and have a great weekend.